entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show, and along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders, but you, by the way, so you can inspire others. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find our show and many other fine shows at c Dash sweetradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. My special guest today is Dr. Tracy Wyland. Hi, Dr. Tracy Wyland. How are you today? Oh, very good, and thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. Well, let's uh, do a, a reach out, or a, I should say a shout out to uh, Dr. Don Graham. What's the first time I heard you on... Uh, her career talk show. And so I wanted to have you on here too. Oh, well, thank you so much. Yes, that was a wonderful uh, interview that she uh, created for me. Yeah, she's the best. So Dr. Tracy Weiland is a researcher and speaker on the impact of technology on society, work, and careers. A former visiting scholar at Stanford University, she has held leadership positions at Apple, HP, and Cisco Systems. She was an adjunct professor for Bay Area Colleges teaching classes in business, technology, and women's workforce topics. Dr. Weiland was named San Francisco Woman of the Year and honored by the San Francisco Business Times as the most influential woman in Bay Area business. Wow, and now you're on the Business Builder Show. You finally hit the big time. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so you, we're going to talk about your book title of that book is Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World. You begin the book. Um, I get the whole section one is about, you're talking about transitions and continuous change. And actually, you talk about the first, second, third, and fourth industrial revolutions. So maybe you want to hit on some high points of each of those and, and tell me why this is the way you started the book. Sure, because, you know, every time I talk to whether it's corporate leaders or employees or employers, they always say, oh, we're going through major change and we've never been through this before. How are we going to survive? And so I said, of course, we've been through this before and society has always evolved and survived. And so I just briefly try to explain it through the Industrial Revolution. So the first one is really the shift from agriculture to really factory work. And how, how are we going to get these people out of the farms and then into, you know, the corporate the beginning of the corporate world? And the second revolution really was the transportation, you know, the railroads and mm. cars and automobiles. And then the third one, of course, was computing. And that's the one that I really started my career 
in, you know, with the Steve Jobs of the world and yeah. the PCs and mobile devices. And now the World Economic Forum calls us that we are in the fourth industrial revolution. And they've been talking about this for a couple of years. And, you know, it's where you have technologies have advanced so much to artificial intelligence Internet of things, things that people can't even understand or grapple with a lot because they can't touch or feel it. And they say, oh, my God, we're in another change. We won't survive this change, you know. Mm. And yes, we will. Society always evolves and sur- and survives because human nature is always inquisitive and wants to learn and does evolve. And so that's why I said, you know, let me just do a recap of the past yeah. Yeah. because that helps us indicate where the future is going. Just uh, saying that to me, I'm I'm understanding why there is uh, career confusion. So maybe go a little deeper on that. Obviously, you felt the need, and you've written several other books. Um, you felt the need, or you're compelled to write a book about career confusion. So uh, why is this going on? Maybe go deeper on that. Sure. So I think, you know, as I mentioned, the the technologies are getting very confusing for people. They can't, they don't really understand what is artificial intelligence. They sort of can see it a little bit in Amazon Echo and some of these voice uh, recognition devices that are coming out, but it's very hard to touch and feel it like you could your mobile device. And by the way, there's more mobile devices now out in the world than toothbrushes, but somehow Mm. or another, we've adapted to this technology and we're dependent on it. So I think technology is confusing people because they don't understand understand, will the smart machines and robotics take away my job? Mm-hmm. And I always say, no, 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 it's going to be an extension of your job. It's a teammate now that you need to learn to work with. Mm-hmm. The second is that the companies are changing. You know, they were very hierarchical. It was very predictable. You would go to work. You knew your next step was to really replace your manager and the manager would replace the director and the director would replace the VP. And you would stay in this one company for life and you'd be fully taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now companies are saying that's not competitive. I got to stay flat. I have to be agile. I have to be able to really compete with the forces today. Well, that makes your career very confusing because is it up or is it to the left? Is it to the right? Mm. Or do I exit the firm to get ahead? So I think yeah. that was a big one. Yeah. And then I would just mention that we're living longer. You know, researchers will say that we're living to 115 and that babies born today, given DNA editing, really – they could live to 150. So now it's not one job for life. You could actually have three or four major careers in your lifetime. And then people say, well, I have to afford to retire. So that brings up all kinds of questions about how do I plan my career today, but then also the one tomorrow and then the one after that one that I can't even envision. Oh, my goodness. I'm exhausted just listening to this. Like, what, what do we do next? <laughs> you know, so, right? What right. do we so, do next? You know, and there, it, it is and there are a lot of people who are stuck in this. I mean, it, it's overwhelming for a lot of people. Aren't you finding that? So, so, so maybe you have some suggestions because there are people who are simply stuck. Maybe they're uh, terrified uh, in this whole thing that you're calling career confusion. Do we have some suggestions to maybe help them walk through that or think through that or whatever you'd suggest? Yeah. So, you know, number one, I always say to people, you know, think about what you like to do, that you do well, 
well enough to get paid or promoted for it, right? Mm. So whether you're an entrepreneur and you have a, a unique skill that you can sell, you know, you're an accountant and you can set up a shingle and you can make money on it, or you're in a company and you can brand yourself to stand out as the expert in project management and Excel technologies and financial tools. You know, think about those things that you really like to do, do well, because those are the things you're going to carry with you for a long, long time in life. Mm-hmm. And those will be your revenue streams. The second thing I say to people is stop the noise. Stop swirling around going, do I do this? Do I do this? Do I do this? But rather figure out what you don't want to do because then we can make a short list. So maybe think about, you know, I don't want to go to an office. I want to work with my hands. Okay, so let's cut out all the corporate jobs and let's start looking at things that you like to do that you've you know, understand, or I want to help people and be in the medical and healthcare industry, but I don't like the sight of blood. Mm. Well, then we can cut out a whole bunch of jobs right there. So think about how can I make a short list or proximity? People say, well, I'll commute to work, but my cutoff's 15 minutes. Okay. Let's draw a big circle around your city and figure out from a transportation point of view, what 15 minute commute means to you. And let's just look at the jobs and companies and firms in that area and see if we can get a shorter and shorter list. Yeah, makes sense. I'm speaking with Dr. Tracy Weil, and her name, last name is W-I-L-E-N. Dr. Tracy, what's the best way for people to connect with you? Oh, sure. So I'm on most of the social media handles, such as Instagram, LinkedIn, Google, um, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and my website is T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-I-L-E-N. Uh, Tracy at tracywyland.com. So I can, you know, you can reach out to me in a number of ways. Right. And her book again is Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World. So when everybody talks about these kinds of things, I think most people think about, well, I have to change uh, who I work for. I have to go to a whole new job. Sometimes, isn't it, isn't it better or maybe as good to stay where you're at? And, and, and maybe, you know, think about how you can uh, kind of grow where you're planted. Did that make any sense in, uh, the, in your world of career confusion? Oh, yes, it does. In fact, when I am speaking at a lot of these corporate conferences and with companies, I encourage people, leaving your job is not always the best thing because number one, you know exactly where you are Mm. working and you understand the culture. Number two is there's a lot of efforts now by companies to really help groom, reskill people so that they can make more lateral moves. Number three is lateral moves are starting to become very highly valued, not only inside the firm, but also by external uh, recruiters because they really realize today that you can't be one specialty anymore to run a firm. And so start to think about what are the moves that you can make to really build out extra skills so that you are increasingly increase your value. Because at the end of the day, you want to be able to make more moves, whether it's inside or outside the firm. Certainly much easier inside the firm because you know how it works. You know how to get things done. Yeah. Um, I guess the main lesson in all of this is you can't stand still. You've got to learn, Um, continually learn, right? Yes. And in fact, um, you know, I think educators, I speak a lot at education conferences, is that we have to really have our students understand that learning is not a one-stop shop anymore, whether it's K through 12, whether it's, you know, college, 
you have to keep teaching people how to continue to reskill and learn, yeah. even if it isn't in a formalized institution. And that's one of the greatest benefits. And if you talk to CEOs today, they will tell you that on average, they're spending about three hours a day in reading. And reading is not just books. It's mm -hmm. going out to YouTube and watching videos mm -hmm. or attending webinars or listening to podcasts like yours, that that's how you have to continue to really keep on top of your industry. So it's much more interconnected today that you have to really understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, continual learning. I, I think it was in your book and it's, uh, I think it's, uh, well, I think it was in your book. The whole idea confirmed this for me that there's a lot of, let's say college level uh, folks who are going in expecting to study or getting a degree in something and uh, and by the time the fourth or fifth year comes, uh, it's maybe that whole degree or that specialty may be gone or changed dramatically. Is that still, is that really happening? Oh, yes. I had a number of anecdotes, which really people, parents, educators and corporate people gave to me about situations. So one was a, a guy whose parents just said, we're going to get you into sports because then you're going to get that golden ticket into college. And then he gets injured. And then oh, he's really living at home as a coach where the other set of parents coached their daughter and said, learn math and science, do internships and extra classes and start to, start to do apprenticeships or anything to get some skills. And now she's the head of a high tech firm. Mm. And so we hear these stories all the time about how important it is really for parents and teachers to really encourage students to really go for the breadth and depth of their experience so that they can keep moving themselves ahead. So there are many stories out there, which I reiterate, about how you start in school, another woman, psychology, they told her that was the big degree. And then in her fourth year, when she was graduating, she found out there's no employment. So she had to go back for a fifth year and take a business, a quick business degree so that she could get employed. Mm. So it's very very challenging today to even give guidance anymore, except do a lot. Well, the guidance is uh, what we've just said. It's a continual learn. Um, you know, how important is, you mentioned reading. My experience has been that a lot of people still don't read and still don't learn. Uh, what would be your recommendation? Let's go to the college or the early stage kind of folks. Uh, how important is it they do these kinds of things? Right. So I think you have to stop looking at college or education as like the nine to three or the nine ah, to four experience yeah. in the classroom. You have to look yeah. at it as a 24 by seven. Yeah. And so one is um, start to get exposure to people and understand what they do. So if you're interested in their careers, perhaps in the gaming industry, they can give you some guidance and you can use your social media to do this, to understand what was some of the courses and criteria. And a lot of young people are shocked to say, oh my God, it's computer science. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I thought gaming was just playing games. Number two is make sure that you are exploring internships or apprenticeships or trying to start a business yeah. or volunteering because learning is not just about the classroom. Yeah. And number three is reading, again, can be very visual. Multimedia literacy is a skill I talk about. Mm. You know, I come from the flat world. You read books. Mm -hmm. Well, books, let's face it, you know, they're, they're old by the time they get into publication, many of them. So you want really dynamic. You want streaming. You want to see everything that's out there so that you can really continue to learn. And so I encourage young people to maximize your time while you're in school and join some of those clubs, learn about leadership skills, learn about technology skills, get some finance skills, get some art skills, you know, get a lot of these so that you can really explore. Yeah. Uh, get, yeah, that's right. Get those skills. So we're talking about young people. What about the older folks? What's happening with them in terms of career confusion? I mean, 
can you imagine being 50, 60 years old and have to change jobs or have to go to a new career? Come on, let's help them out too. Well, yes. And in fact, that's a reality. I mean, in Silicon Valley, sad to say, they say you're starting to wear a target on your back when you hit your mid 40s because Silicon Valley firms historically recruit very young people who are technology savvy. So the advice that many of my colleagues who are in their 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s is start to think about early on, what are some age-appropriate organizations that have people in your age range so that when you go there, you understand you're going to see like people. So a colleague of mine, you know, Silicon Valley, she's now in her 70s. She's working for a consulting firm. But before Mm. that, she worked for the university Mm -hmm. in the technology department. And before that, she was, you know, in a high-tech firm. And so she said, you just start to look for, is it healthcare, nonprofit, consulting firms, the arts, uh, private equity, you know, uh, mm-hmm. even boards. Mm. There's a lot of ways that you can look for things that are age appropriate and start to translate your current skills into your next step. Yeah. So we are speaking with Dr. Tracy Wylan, W-I-L-E-N. Her book is Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World. We're doing a great job of giving them some pointers. We're talking about employees for the most part. Um, what are uh, or what could employers be doing to help in this whole world of uh, career development and career confusion? What can they do to help out? Yes, and that has been a very big theme over the last year or two because the unemployment has been very you know small. And so companies are losing people as they're starting to move to other firms. So now they're taking a much more robust approach to employee development. So I remember in the past, you used to have onboarding. It would be a full week. Mm. And then all of a sudden, it got minimized down to a quick one-hour webinar. Yeah. So today, co- employers are saying, okay, reskilling. I just talked to a firm in New York. They're bringing in to finance people the opportunity to become data scientists Mm. by learning some of the more current programming um, languages such as Python. Some of them are doing rotation programs. Some of them are doing internal and external uh, internships, which is like moving people to other departments or to their vendors so that they can broaden their experiences. Uh, Recasting the ladder um, and the grade bands. You know, do you only move up? to get a raise or can you move to the right or left a lateral move and still get a raise so companies are really thinking through how do we really make a robust experience for employees so that they can maximize their careers here because we really do want them to stay here well it's what value can you bring to the organization i mean you want to make yourself happy but what it comes down to i think dr wyland is that it's what value can you bring, whatever that is. Uh, you're learning that, you're improving that, you're getting, uh, you're, you're learning this new craft, whether it's data analytics or whatever it is. I mean, isn't that what it comes down to? Yes, but it is partially the manager because I'll tell you what, uh-huh. I used to sit down with my employees on the first day and say, you see this job that I hired you for today. This job is not going to look anything like it uh-huh. a year from today. And let me tell you why. It's because of you. Because you are going to become the CEO of your own job. You're going to mm. own this job. Mm. You're going to figure out where does it need to go to keep us competitive? Who are the competitors? What do I need to learn? And then you're going to come back to me and say, I need this. Or I am you know, need more skill building here. Or I see the path and here's the reason 
research of where this job is going. So here is my plan to evolve the job. So it is a partnership now between the manager and the employee. That's a big shift. That's confusing for a lot of managers and it's confusing for a lot of employees. And so that's one of the things that we both have to partner on to do better. Yeah. So what are some of the jobs uh, in 2019 and beyond? Well, what things should people be looking for? Well, I think, you know, realistically, and I've been saying this for a number of years, by 2020, over 75% of the jobs will have a technology component. So you need to start looking at your own job and say, what technologies will really eliminate the rote rote and routine things in my job that I don't like to do anyway, because that's going to happen no matter what. Number two is, what are two technologies that I can learn so that I understand how my job will evolve? So I might be marketing but it's really about digital marketing, right? It might be in social media, but there might be new social media. I might be in manufacturing, but now I need to understand internet of things, Mm -hmm. smart machines and robotics. Mm -hmm. So I think that you'll see is that you'll just have an evolution of jobs today that will keep evolving. So it could be drone operations, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen drones. Mm -hmm. Well, actually you need people there. Autonomous cars, a big platform that's emerging that will have so many different careers that we can't even think about because you need people to design the cars, mm-hmm. repair the cars, redesign the roads so the cars can be on it, rethink through insurance, rethink through um, you know, policy, mm-hmm. ticketing, police force, you know, you name it. There's a lot of things that we have to think about. So anything that you see today is going to emerge into other jobs. The big one, of course, space is on top of everyone's mind. They just did the first space flight again, uh, Richard Branson, for space tourism, right? So this is real. These are jobs that will start to really surface over the next years. So these topics and others start the multimedia learning that Dr. Tracy Wylan is talking about, and you definitely want to get her book. The title is Career Confusion, 21st Century Career Management in a Disrupted World. Tell us again where people can connect with you, Dr. Tracy. Thank you. I'm on LinkedIn, of course, all the social media handles such as Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And I, my website is tracywylan.com, which is T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-I-L-E-N.com. Very interesting discussion. Thank you so much for being part of the Business Builders Show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Reminding you to find all our shows and many other great shows on C-Suite Radio. That's c-suiteradio.com. On behalf of myself, Marty Wolf, your host, and D.C. Taylor, my executive producer, thank you for listening to the Business Builder Show, but stay tuned for information on how you can become part of the C-Suite Network. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio Show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builders Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking, all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.